This is Jason Holleran. I proudly served for 33 years, culminating as the Deputy Commandant at West Point. Put this on your calendar. World War II weekend inside Old Bethpage Village Restoration on Long Island. Scores of operational vintage armor in formation May 18th and 19th. Nassau County Executive Bruce Blakeman invites you to join him in saluting America's greatest generation and all those who have worn the uniform in defense of our freedoms. That's May 18th and 19th, presented by the Museum of American Armor. This, uh, this next guest, I have to tell you, I've been watching him on Instagram quite a bit, and, and I could be 100% wrong, but I'm going to take the credit for inspiring Charles Gasparino to become this uh, weightlifter. He's in great shape. He's got muscles like me these days. Maybe it is me, maybe it's not me, but I'm going to take the credit regardless. He's a friend of John Katsimatidis, and he's a terrific TV guy on Fox Business, Charles Gasparino. Charlie, it's John and Sydney. How are you, pal? How you doing, guys? And extend my regards to Bernie when he comes. I absolutely will. He'll be uh, here tomorrow, I think. Tomorrow Great. he'll be back, yes. Now, can I take credit for inspiring no. you? No? no, you could. yeah, you could take it, but it's not true. <laughs> <laughs> not even a little? A little not bit, Charles? Well, you you are inspiring. I give you that. I mean, you're, you know, you're doing great, you know, and I, I think, you know, old guys like us that drag our rear ends into the gym and, and, and work hard and get up early to do it, and, yep. you know, yep. it, it's, it's, it, it's commendable and it's inspiring. But just so you know, I've been doing this since I was since I started boxing when I was a kid. I was like fourteen, fifteen. Yeah, I know you're in you're in great shape. You're in how great was, shape. How was Las Vegas last week? Did, did you make more money in the market or more money in Las Vegas? <laughs> John, I'm the most boring guy in Las Vegas. I want to tell you, I don't gamble. I like going to dinner. I have to admit, I had some great meals. They have great food. Then. Went to uh, Steve Wynn's Steakhouse, SW Very Steakhouse. Good. Very good. But yep. every day I woke up, I was on New York time. I woke up early. I worked out for about an hour and a half every day. Nice. And I went to bed around 8 o'clock. Where'd you, you stay? I was done. Where'd you I stay? I stayed at the Aria, and I watched the Super Bowl at the Aria, which oh, was an right. amazing time. I actually saw you on Instagram Sunday morning, the day of the game, working out in, uh, in yeah. the gym. I'm like, that's my guy, Charles, man. That's very, very cool. Very, very cool. Well, listen, let's get right to the matter at hand, Charles, which is Ukraine and Russia. Before I ask you what you think is going to happen, whether you think Putin will make the move or not, let's just assume for this hypothetical that he does go in. Even though John doesn't think it's going to happen, let's assume Putin does go in. What does that mean for the world economy? Well, I mean, oil prices will go up, right? Um, There'll be dislocation in the market. I can't tell you that. I don't think it's going to be real systemic. I mean, then there's a, then there's the, the, the sort of impact of whatever sanctions they put on, and that we kind of don't know how far they're going to go with that. So there's going to be an economic impact. Um, now, does it disrupt the banking system in a systemic way that causes massive losses to banks? I don't think so because, I, you know, I've, I've reported this out already. The banks and the Biden administration have been dealing with each other for like the past month on this just to make sure that they, they have their positions down, that they know, you know, counterparty risk in terms of trading and things like that. So, you know, you know, you worry about banks because banks are the sort of engine of the economy. They're the lending engine. If they go out of business, that's not good. The economy comes to a halt. I don't think that's going to happen here. This is not a 2008 or or what was the the other shock that people were worried about that didn't happen? Um, the uh, the t- in 2000, what was it called? Y2K. You know, people right, were worried right, about that. I, right. I think it's more like Y2K than 2008. <laughs> uh, so I think that's the positive. The negative is if you have rising inflation on top of higher oil prices already. You know, that's kind of not a good thing for our economy. So that that could happen, too. I mean, this is something you're going to have to watch. Uh, it's probably not a great time to be loading up on stocks right now because, uh, you know, it's probably a good time, especially if you rode this thing up, to take take some off the table 
you know, go go thirty percent in cash now. You can buy it, buy it back later because it could get it could get rocky here. I mean, the Fed's going to raise rates. Plus, you got higher oil prices. If that's the scenario that happens, you know, markets sell off on that. Well, what I've said to her publicly, and I said on my show yesterday, is uh, that uh, right now the prices at the gas pump and the prices in the supermarkets are based on seventy-five dollar oil. Yes. Since then, it went to ninety-five. So when, March, fasten your seatbelt. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. And if you have higher inflation, you got to have higher interest rates to squeeze that out, and that's going to hurt markets, and that's going to hurt stocks. You know, initially bonds, but then stocks. But, you know, it's 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 when you have global unrest, there's a theory of going into bonds, U.S. Treasuries, as a safe haven because you know other world uh, currencies and, and commodities become suspect in a in a crazy environment. But remember, if you're buying bonds right now, this is where it gets a little scary. You're buying bonds where the Fed's raising rates, so mm. the prices of bonds generally go down in that right. scenario. Charlie, so let's be careful here. Charlie, uh, every one of our agencies has been federalized or politicized. Yeah. Uh, whether it's the CIA, whether it's the FBI, whether it's the Department of Justice, whether it's the IRS hiring 85,000 uh, more uh, uh, IRS agents to go after enemies of the, P- of the administration. <laughs> uh, or is the Fed politicized? And will they hold off the question, the $64 trillion question? Will they hold off big increases till after the election? The Fed is politicized, but the problem that they have is that inflation doesn't wait. And, uh, you know. Volker I mean, waited. Look, look at this. <laughs> Volker waited. Not really. Okay. Volker, Volker raised rates immediately when, when Carter appointed him. I mean, he, he jammed. I mean, that's You're one right. of the. You're right. I mean, he's, you know, and Carter knew he was going to do it. So, I mean, that was a, a, a case of non political. Now, are we in Volker area? No, Jerome Powell is a far cry from Volcker in terms right. of politi- He is very politicized. The problem that he's got is that if he waits, it, it, Biden is getting no credit for the economy. So it almost doesn't matter if he waits. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. If yeah. you look at Biden's approval rate, I mean, on everything, and it's it's a hard. I mean, he's his brand is to- totally shot. But you would think he'd get something on the economy because we have very low unemployment, and you know we have we have a we have we have job growth and we have GDP growth. But he's not because of inflation. So I don't think he can wait. I mean, if he waits, then theoretically he endangers any re-election shot that Biden has. If you know, if you have raging inflation right. in, in a year from now, I mean, he's done like completely. So, and I don't know if it matters that much politically. The Democrats are going to get crushed. I mean, it's kind of fascinating. Um, you know, I've been covering this Chris Cuomo. CNN story a lot. And, uh, you know, the Democratic brand, which CNN reflects so much now, is is shot. And that's why CNN's ratings are so oh, bad. Well, CNN's no. not CNN anymore. Uh, no. No. CNN got sold. And uh, uh, John, well, Malone, John Malone they, they, they is, is running the, the place. Yeah. yeah, they may bring it back to the center. But if you want to know, if you want a proxy for just what, how bad shape the Democratic Party is in for the 2020, uh, 2022 midterms, look at CNN's ratings. That place is imploding in a rating yeah. standpoint. And by the way, MSNBC can get away with it because they only have 700 employees. They're a niche network. CNN has 5,000-plus employees. They can't be a niche and the ratings matter for them. So no, it does. And yes. John Malone yeah. is yep. going to start laying it off step by step. Well, he should. It started with Zucker. 
He, sh- he shouldn't. He should start coming towards the center, like Charles Gasparino just said. Charles, of course, Fox, uh, Fox Business. You know, this whole inflation thing, we- we've had Ron and Santa on this show, Larry Kudlow on this show. My condolences. Uh, yeah, Ronnie's a good buddy, but he's actually put me in one of his movies about the uh, stock market crash in 1963, that whole salad oil thing out he's of Bayonne, New Jersey. He's movies in Silent Alley? Well, he's, he's writing one right now, so. Ah, now you like him, Charlie. <laughs> no, I don't like him. <laughs> he's not a bad guy. He's not a bad I know he's on the opposite side of the aisle from but that's fine. Uh, point being that no one could give me nobody, not, not Larry either, by the way, nobody could give me an honest answer or, or an intelligent answer on when they think this inflation is going to end. Can you? Well, how would you know? It's impossible to know. What do you mean? Biden told us it was going to be temporary. Price, <laughs> I, I will give you the answer. Him? I mean, that guy, he barely knows, uh, like, what, color, what kind of uh, ice cream he's eating right now. Right. <laughs> no, but, so, no. But, but they did start by telling us it was temporary, all that nonsense. No, that's all below. Right. I mean, here's right. the thing. The, the reality is the Fed is going to have to do something, step in, and the longer they wait, the, the more it's going to last. And I can't tell you when it's going to end. But, listen, all you have to know is what's going on is so crazy. You literally have new asset classes created by the day. Meme stocks. Think about that. There are these stocks that are money-losing co- companies that people rally around and want to save. And they think they're, it's, it's, it's a smart thing to invest in AMC theaters and GameStop just because it's cool. Right. Right. That is not investing. And that you only get that sort of mania, weirdness, when you have interest rates this low. So Jerome Powell has got a lot to answer for. And wringing out this excess could be kind of nasty. Well, I'll tell you when inflation stops. When we stop buying buying from Putin, when we stop buying oil from Putin, when we stop buying oil from OPEC, and uh, uh, North America, Canada, Alaska have 100 years' worth of oil. When we stop the BS of of, of making other people rich and making uh, Americans poorer, if we bring in oil from Canada, Alaska, prices will drop 30%. And then inflation will go away and prices will be normal. Right. And, and, and if we want to go to a green economy, let's transition. Let's not do it over, over 20 years, not over yeah. 10, not over two years. Yeah. 20 years. Bring back some safe nuclear power. I mean, there's ways of doing this, which the environmentalists won't let us do. And it's, it's really crazy just who's controlling the Biden administration. If you, know, if you notice, the reason why he's in, he's in such a pickle here is because every one of his policies are being – essentially uh, mandated and, and driven by the far left yep. of the party. Yep. It, there's no centrists that, no. that are calling the shots there. So, um, you know, they believe that, you know, inflation is transitory because you can just keep printing money. I mean, that, that's, that's, that's the progressive well, modern monetary theory uh, approach to inflation. Charlie, everybody, the American people under the Biden administration, he says, we're going to tax the corporations. We're going to tax the, the rich. The only people that have lost is the poor and the middle class paying double the price for gasoline, uh, 30% more for food. They're they're the ones that have lost. You know who wins? Uh, Russia wins. OPEC wins. And guess who else? China wins. Well, and rich people win. You 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 keep interest rates at zero. Everybody, you know, the smartest people in the world are hedge fund managers. That's all they're doing is speculating and making money. So that, that's why uh, the D- Democratic Party is, uh, is uh, driven by a lot of rich people. Hey, there are some rich people, although they're, it's, it's gone so far left now, now the, the wokeism and the critical race theory and all that garbage. I think even like the traditional liberals 
are like rebelling. They reached the, they, they reached they reached the uh, they they have. It'll be interesting to see who am they, I allowed to say the FU level? Yeah, they're there. It'll be interesting to see who they do nominate in 2024. Biden's not going to run again, so he's having a miserable time. But he ain't going to run again anyway. Round he's two, be 82. He's done. That's over. But you know, whether it's Kamala or Pete Buttigieg or Hillary Clinton, Can you imagine. But think about who they got in the background in, the, in their in their in their, their 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 lineup. They got Pete Buttigieg. Yes, that guy can barely. He can barely do the the non job he has. Now. He can barely run a one car funeral. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean Kamala Harris. I know. Oh, they, they, they have, they have Hillary, one. By the way, watching Hillary, I, I, I it was it was really painful to watch Hillary. Yeah. Um, the other day, like haranguing and screaming, oh, God. And talking about Trump. I was like, oh. what the hell? At, at the convention, <laughs> at the convention, blaming Fox News and Donald Trump. They do have yeah, one. They do have one ace in the hole, Charles. Which I don't believe they'll, they'll be able to convince her to run. But their ace in the hole, of course, is Michelle Obama. Maybe. You she know, here's run. the thing. Everybody says that until you see her run. And right. then she steps now, in it and she doesn't. The, the Michelle Obama. You know what Princeton University has done with Michelle Obama? What? Has refused to put out the, her, uh, her papers when she went to uh, school there. Why? Because uh, she was. You could imagine what those papers said. <laughs> They have refused. To the left of Genghis Khan. No, worse than that. Worse than that. I mean, uh, uh, and uh, and, that, and that's wrong. I agree. There's got to be full disclosure on everything. Well, I mean, she'll probably have to release that if she runs. That's why she's not She's gonna not going to run. Right, yeah. right, right. Well, listen, it, it, it is great to catch up with you. I'd love to work out with you one day here at a gym here in New York City. Charles, you look great. You always where sound great. Where are you working great. out in New York City, Sid? What do you mean, where? New York where? Sports Club. Oh, New York Sports. Okay. Well, where do you work out? Well, I uh, I work out at a place that is one of the toughest gyms in the city. It's it's essentially a YMCA on 23rd Street um, off uh, off Avenue D. It's pretty, oh, wow. it's pretty wild. It's like, you know, it's, it's no nonsense. Do you live down there, like by Alphabet City down yes. in the – oh, you do? Yes. That's yeah, awesome. And by the way, there's, there's not a lot of uh, saunas in that. <laughs> <laughs> do you carry a gun? <laughs> That's a good line. That's a good way to end it, my man. Hey, it's great to catch you. You look great. You sound great. Thank you so much. Thank you, Charlie. Hey, tell Bernie I said hi, guys. I Bye. will, Thank Charles. You. you got it. There he is, Charles Gasparino. It's, I don't know. <laughs> I don't do much. You don't do anything? No. Yeah. How about you, Luke Legrano? You have some type of a suggestion for the uh, listeners out there, something you like that you think they'll like? Are you asking me if I have any thoughts? What's that? Yes. You have any thoughts? No. None. Hmm. Well, that went well. What about this other kid sitting in between you guys, Phil? This, this is Jesse, but... Uh, What's his name? Jesse. How would I know that? Well, you here's the thing, Sid. We, we established last week that you have no idea who you work with, so no, you wouldn't know anything but about But you don't that. tell me the names. I don't understand. Why, why would I... Ha- do I need to walk and like hold your hand and introduce you to well, every why, single why, person why, that you work with? But why wouldn't you say that uh, this person sitting with us is Jesse or Phil or whatever? Why you. wouldn't you give me a chance to introduce him before you called him Phil? Because I don't care. Uh, okay. <laughs> what do I care? I, think I mean, just... he looks like a nice enough kid. God bless him. He'll be a major superstar one day. Right now, what do I care? Let me well, ask. Let me give Jesse the headphones. He can tell you if he's got any suggestions here. Right. You don't really need to care, though. He's he's only an intern. Oh, that's all he is. Yeah. So his life is worth less than yours. Well, listen. I mean, it is what it is. I'll say I, I didn't feel terrible having him go get my coffee. This right. Morning. Look at you. You got power, bro. Uh, yeah. You got power. I know. Yeah. Look at me. You like that? No, Jesse. What's your name? Jesse. Said no, I, I, I know that. I mean, your whole name. I. Uh, Lindell. Are you Jewish? Yeah. Are you related to Mike Lindell from uh, My Pillow? No, but that's actually in my Twitter and Instagram bio. No relation to the My Pillow guy. Why do you uh, say that? You don't like him? No, I just I thought it'd be like kind of a like a witty like 
yeah. thing that some people might It's very up. witty. It's brilliant. It's actually brilliant. Uh, do you go to college? I graduated from Hofstra in uh, May of last year. And what are you looking to do? Um, potentially this. You, um, want to, you want to be on the air, obviously. Uh, on the air, uh, board ops, social media, video. Um, you got a good voice, actually, and you actually speak very, very well. Thank you. I to was, be honest. Thank you. I was on the radio at Hofstra for there you uh, go. four years. Oh, so. what's his name, Works? You know, he's good. He, uh, John, uh, what's his name? Mullen. Yes. Great I love guy. that guy. He's a great guy. He's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. John Mullen. He's a very, very talented guy. How do you know him? I know him from uh, once a year. The Talkers Magazine does a conference for all radio talent across the country. And I usually see him at that conference, and he's usually on the same panel as I am. He's very, very good. So. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's a great guy. He's All very right. funny. Well, when did you start here? Uh, January 31st, I think, was my first oh, okay. day. So I'm uh, in week four. And are you part of our show, or just you just kind of roll around? And Well, I think today is going to be my only day, because Tuesday I work 1 to 5, and oh. then Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I Back come to the minor 10. leagues. Back yeah. to the minor leagues. <laughs> You're with the Yankees today, brother. They're Soak doing like this rotation thing where they rotate. That's stupid. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, Jesse, good luck to you. Thank, Thank you, you for uh, for your – you're very, very talented. I can tell already. Thank you. you got a huge future ahead of you. Thank you. And um, just continued success, okay? Thank you very much, sir. What are you laughing at, Luke? I don't understand. Why are you laughing at the kid? I said the same thing to you. Now you're, you're like a – I know you're a star now. I know you are. People love Luke Legrano, my cab driver in the morning, Gene. Well, we're just – you know – I I, I, I can sense that you're genuine, but... Uh, he thinks I'm kidding. We're taking, oh, it with, think, we're taking it with a grain of salt. No, I think the kid is good. I really do. You think you're going to remember his name on, say, Thursday? No chance. Okay. Traffic and sports coming up next, but it is time now for the 77 WABC clip of the day. You heard him here for three hours sitting alongside me this morning. He did a terrific job. My guy, John Katsimatidis, yesterday he spoke to John Thune out of South Dakota, and it was, of course, on his uh, Sunday morning show, Cats Roundtable. I asked one of my friends in Washington, and I said to him, why? If you've had an accident, trust Gabo Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients and will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read all of their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avvo, and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today at 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email at Info at GobbleLaw.com. Gobble Law, where winning is no accident.